0: Thank you guys, man I love that song, that song is uh, honestly the perfect song for what we are talking about uh, today, uh, we'll get to that here in just a moment, I can't see you yet but I'm sure we'll get there, so uh, it's good to good to have you with us this morning, uh, we'll get some lights on you in just a second where you can see what's going on, uh, in the meantime why don't I share a little bit with you. Uh, this is just an extra. It has nothing to do with the message. Um, so, many of you know my affinity for the hollow chocolate bunnies that are available at Easter time. And how glorious they are that you can bite the ears off and then pour milk down inside of them and drink out of them if you really want to. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, uh, this Easter, you should stock up. If you wait till the day after Easter, I have learned that the dollar store will sell you a box of those for a really good price. Um, and, uh, and they keep real well in a fridge if you've got a spare one in your basement. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're not at Easter time yet. And so one of the guys here at church comes to me uh, a couple weeks ago and he says, Hey, I know it's not Easter, but I know your affinity for the chocolate hollow bunnies. And I found you something. And it made me think of you and I had to get it. Part of the reason why I'm telling you this is because if anybody ever told you that your pastor was given a valentine from another man, I want you to understand the whole story of what's going on, but especially given what it is, and it is, thank you Brad Hudson, by the way, it is what is called uh, the perfect man, and he is a... Premium hollow decorated milk chocolate, not bunny. And so, uh, yeah, so I just, I don't know. I just felt like I should share that with you guys today. And that's, you know, like I said, I, there's no purpose in that. I just want to share it with you. So, there you go. So, thank you, Brad Hudson, for that. Uh, so, what's that? Okay, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> Oh man, um, happy, uh, yeah, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to you guys, and I know that days like this sometimes are kind of odd days, especially if uh, you're not in a relationship or you've lost someone that you dearly love or whatever it may be, and uh, very aware of that, uh, you know, and, and I want you to know that today uh, we are focusing on love, but we are focusing on the love that we just sang about. We're focusing on God's love. Um, and uh, how perfect it is for us, uh, and uh, what it does for us, and, and I mean, there's just a whole lot to this. There, there's no way that I could possibly like completely cover uh, the subject, but this is this is where I was feeling led uh, as we're still in the series. Who is God? Uh, you know, I just I just felt like today would be the perfect day uh, to talk about the fact that God is love. And so uh, as we talk about that today, I'm praying that God will speak to your heart uh, through his word as he has been speaking uh, to mine. And uh, uh, man, just how grateful I am to sing the song that we just sang, you know, is just amazing. And I I may come back to that uh, in a little bit. But uh, um, if you've got a Bible and you want to go there with me, we're going to the book of First John. Uh, and if you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles, they would love to bring you one. Just throw your hand up uh, and let them bring one to you. And if you don't own one, you can keep that one. Uh, if you just want to borrow it, just uh, return it to the top of the bookcase uh, when you're leaving the service later today. Uh, just uh, somebody take a Bible from them. Don't make them walk down here for nothing, right? Uh, so... <laughs> uh, Renee's got her little light up heated vest on today. She's all fancy and warm. That makes me hot just thinking about that. Like, you know, put a heater in a vest and stick it on me. i just go ahead and shoot me. Oh my gosh, that would be terrible. Uh, I, have, I have, from time to time, I have back issues. I got a friend of mine, she, uh, massage therapist stuff. She's like, oh, you need, to, you need to get a heating pad. And I'm like, mm mm, no. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go there yet. There will need to be snow in my house for me to be using a heating pad. That just sounds awful. So uh, heated seats of the devil, okay? <laughs> heated seats of the devil. My wife loves to turn a heated seat on on me and, and just wait and see, you know, what happens, you know. Uh, I don't know if anybody else deals with that kind of abuse or not, but uh, that's going on out there, and we need to make people aware. Uh, <laughs> So, this passage in 1 John chapter 4, it's a, it's a famous passage, to be honest with you, and uh, you know, I've, I've, I have preached on this passage before, I don't know that, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that I can do it justice, See, even just thinking back on past sermons and things like that, and uh, just thinking about the, the things that God's been speaking to my heart about, and the fact that He is love, and that that is, that is who He is, that's a huge statement, and that's, the, that's actually the statement that I want to go after today. Uh, and, and the truth is, is, if we go after that statement, it comes after us. Uh, and we just sang a little bit about that. and That's a, that's a great thing. Uh, but here in 1 John chapter 4, and verse 7, it says this. Let's just read this together. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. This statement, God is love. You know... The problem with a statement like that is we attach what we think and what we know about something like a word, love, okay, so let's just take that, that word, and when, we, and when we think about that word, we think about we love all kinds of things, I've made the joke recently, you know, uh, I love God, and then, you know, I love, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, hot chicken, um, you know, it, different, different kinds of love, Right? Uh, you love uh, your spouse, your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You love them. You love your mom, and then you know uh, you you know you love somebody you work with. You know, hopefully not the same way, right? You know, it's it's differs, different. There's differences in love, and and it's important, I think, for us to make sure that we have an, a biblical understanding when we take a look at this, and it says. God is love, you know, he's coming about this, you know, John, uh, yeah, John's coming about this when he's writing about this and helping share with this what God has, has, has spoken to him to give us, this incredible piece of information that I think, honestly, when we look at it, if we really think about it, we do attach what we think about love being to what that means. I mean, it's, it's almost like we can't not do it, you know. Uh, we're, so, we're so used to that, and we're so used to trying to, you know, and trying to understand something, uh, you know, attaching what we know of that thing to the thing when we see it, you know, put with the Lord. But the truth is, is this is different. This is different. This says, God is love. God is love is different than love is God. And, and how that is different for us is the difference in that God is love personified. He is literally love. And in fact, it being an attribute of who He is is an understanding for us to get that God Himself, he can't. first of all, He can't not be love, and that He is always love, and that love should be dictated in who He is, not what we know about it. Does that make sense? You know, like it's it's again going back to some of those things. It's so easy for us to put on God, you know, what we know of as God. The, the problem is, is that so many of us, uh, even the most of us, as we read it, love, you know, is that we're reading it. Yeah, God is love, but we're thinking about it. Love is God, and so so we're flipping it and we're using this word that we know a little little about, right? And we you know, we've all at some point experienced some love, you know, maybe it's for a pickup truck or something for somebody here and you're like, I don't love anybody, but I love my truck, you know. Uh, that's fine. Whatever, you know. Uh, e- either way, the point being made, we're wanting to oftentimes take that and then define who God is based upon what we know about the word love. And it's not love is God, it is God Is love we are putting our own idea of what we already believe love to be and we're putting it on God the statement God is love means he defines it he defines it and not the things that we think of with relationships friends spouses families boyfriends girlfriends love for hot chicken it is different when God defines what love is then the truth about God that we see all through the Scriptures is what love is. Love sometimes is not something that we love. (laughs) I mean, let's just face it, if if you really love somebody at, at, at certain points, whether it's as a significant other or a parent or a friend or whatever, there are times along the way that you probably have had to make decisions that that person didn't like, but you made the decision based upon the fact that you cared about them. Now, of course, we're taking an illustration of something that we try to understand, and we're putting that on God. And if we're not careful, we'll go too far with that. But the truth is, is that He does that for us. At times, we go through things, and we're like, God, why am I having to go through this? You know, it, you know he, he makes decisions on on, on how he works or, you know, what our life looks like at times. And we're like, God, this isn't, this doesn't seem like you love me. He absolutely loves us. And we know that he loves us. We go back to this passage. Verse seven, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whom, whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So first of all, we have an understanding in this passage uh, that uh, if we don't love, well, the reason that we don't love is probably because we don't know God. You see, something amazing happens when we receive God's grace and we receive His mercy. We receive His love for us. A love that's undeserving. We, we, we just sing. We just sing about that. I wrote some of it down. Our, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. You know what the 99 is referring to? It's referring to the Scripture where uh, Jesus says, you know, you know that I'll, I'll leave the 99 to go go after the one, talking about the one stray sheep, that he loves even the one. And that we're called to love even the one. That's, that's hard for us. Because we got, we've got some ones in our lives that we're like, I can go on without having to love on them. Let's just, let's just, be, let's just be honest. You know, we, just, we could let them slide on over there and not, you know. But that's not who we're called to be. That's not who we're called to be. We're called to be for seven beloved let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God for whoever loves has been born of God and knows God anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love you are like well, Chris I thought we were focusing on the fact that God is love we are but the truth is is we can't focus on the fact that love is God And ignore the fact that that love changes who we are and how we are called to love everyone else. He goes on in verse 9, In this the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love. In this is love. So we have an illustration here the illustration here of God's love being shown to us, despite what? The fact that we don't deserve it. You know, we just sing about that. I don't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. You know, all those things. What did it say again? In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have, verse 10, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and He sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. He made Him to be the payment for our sins. He let Jesus take what we deserved as the punishment for our sin, which was death. And Jesus took death from us and in His death we have Life. Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. I mean, basically, there's no way of having the discussion about how God is love and not talking about how it affects us and how we love others. There's just no way to do it. I mean, John runs circles around this thing. Even in verse 11, he comes back, Beloved, if God so loved us, then we also also ought to love one another. Period. He's like, this is, this is our call. This is our call. This is, this is what God has put us into the world for. And, uh, and again, I think for us, I think we've got to be careful uh, that uh, we don't begin to judge our view of who God is based upon something that we all know, that we think we know all about being love and how we define love in this world. The concrete piece here in this is God, right? Our definition of love as we know it can't be the judge of who God is. God has to dictate what the definition of love is. So how does He dictate that to us? He dictates that to us in what He's done through His Son, Jesus. He sent His Son to die for us. What love! What love! That's better than getting hollow chocolate men. You know? I mean, what love God has for me and for you, and we don't deserve it, but yet He still gives it. And all we can do is receive it as a gift. All we can do is take it. I think something that's, a, that's an interesting thought is that being that God is love, because I want to talk about that for a minute, being that God is love uh, not only affects how we love others, but it affects uh, you know, how He loves us. And I think that's an interesting thought to chase down, and I won't go too far with it, but I think it's something to think on of the fact that God in His very being that He is love, when He created us, created us, loving us. You know, I mean, you th- you think about a creator of something, right? Think about somebody who creates things, and the things that they create, they generally love them. Now, sometimes, you know, there, there's exceptions to the rule. Uh, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is a songwriter. You know, I've, I've got a friend who's a songwriter. He went with us many years ago to uh, uh, one of the trips that we did down to Alabama as a church to help people from, uh, uh, that, that were hit by the tornadoes that went through there many years ago. And it was, something mean, it was crazy. It was like a hundred and something tornadoes tore through uh, this area and just completely devastated this area. At night, we were hanging out. What was really funny was uh, he's written some very well-known songs. A lot of very well-known songs, uh, and he doesn't want people to know it. And so I told him before the trip, I said, "Hey, bring your guitar. We're gonna have time at night while we're hanging out, sleeping on the church floor of the church that we're staying in. Uh, you know, to you know, pick and you know, do whatever. So bring your guitar." I knew he wouldn't bring his guitar, so I brought mine. And uh, so we're sitting around late at night, and uh, uh, you know. We're all just hanging out in like some Sunday school classroom or something, whatever, and uh, kind of away from the, the gym where everybody was sleeping because everybody was, you know, a bunch of people that were trying to sleep, and then it was all of us being stupid trying to stay up late. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we're all hanging out while well, I, you know, he's in there with us. I go sneak out, and I go get my guitar, and I come bring it back in. I'm like, here you go. And he's like, you know, and kind of gives me the look. I was like, oh, play us something, you know, and so so he starts you know diddling around on it and he plays for a while and he starts you know I was like singing songs so he's so he starts singing songs and he just starts rattling on songs well he does we we end up hanging out in there I don't know for at least hour and a half maybe a couple hours or something the whole time he's playing songs the whole time he's playing songs that he wrote and everybody knows them which is so awesome and so like at one point the person is sitting next to me she looks over at me and she's like oh my gosh I haven't heard this song in forever this is my favorite song of all time. And I was like, you should let him know. And she was like, why? And I was like, because I bet he wrote it. <laughs> you know? so, so later on, she's like, did you write that song? And he goes, yes, ma'am. And she's like, really? And then somebody goes, did you write any of the other songs you've been playing? <laughs> and he goes, yep. And they were like, how many of them? He was like, all of them. <laughs> you know. But something that he told me about songs, and I remember that night we were hanging out in that room, and if you were, I don't know who, I can't remember who all was in that room that night, but if you were in that room that night, somebody asked him the question, what's your favorite song? And he said, I can't, I don't think I can answer that. And he, and he made the statement which is so true and I've, I've heard other songwriters say this statement. He said, he said, you know, songs are like kids. You know, once you've written them, they're, they're, like, they're all like your children and you love all of them. The Creator of us, God, loves all of us. He loves all of us. He, being the manifestation of what love is, created us loving us from the get-go that literally when we're singing a song it's talking about that he he'll run after us yeah yeah he'll run after us he'll run after us like a songwriter run after somebody trying to steal their song and write it as theirs he loves us he cares for us This excerpt I want to read to you uh, is from a blog on Desiring God from Liz Wayne, but she's talking about mere Christianity and C.S. Lewis. And I just want to read this to you because it was, it was just too good to not, to not share. It says, in mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis discusses this idea of love being a part of who God is. He mentions that when most people throw around the phrase, God is love, they really mean love is God. But he says for Christians, God is love means the living dynamic activity of love has been going on in God forever and has created everything else. Lewis says that this love works through us and if we want to truly love as God does as He loves us, we must draw close to Him. Lewis calls this an infection. That's a popular word these days, by the way, if you've been missing the last year and a half. Lewis calls this an infection, meaning that the Holy Spirit works a spiritual life inside of us when we get close to God through Christ. The Spirit is working in us to infect us with likeness, as we love by the power of this Spirit, we share in the life, death, resurrection, and love of Christ. This is what John is talking about all through this passage. This passage that is known as the God is love passage, if you... Are paying close attention to it, you can't see this passage without seeing what this passage does to us and how it calls us to love others. We're called to serve them. We're called to love them, to care for them, to give our lives to others. That's our calling. I've been bringing that up, you know, throughout little things throughout the last several weeks. Our God is not just a God of love. He is a sending God. He loved us and created us in such a way that His love in us culminates in us being light into the world. It culminates in the Great Commission. The greatest commandment. That you know we're supposed to uh, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, it, it, it goes to uh, our call that uh, the greatest commandment that, you know, we're to love our neighbor, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't say pick and choose. It just says love. It just says be me to the world. And in essence, that's what's happening. And as we draw closer to God, our love becomes more real. Not, I'm not talking about fake, put on a fake smile, you know, kind of love. No, that's not love. I mean, let's just face it. That's not love, right? Like, you know, that's, that's, that's us just putting on a show. You know, that's not what God's looking for us. He's calling us to something special. He's calling us to be a part of the process in which we have seen Him do a great thing for us and in turn, are, we are being called to do great things in this world in His name. John 15, 13. One of my favorite passages. I know Max has got me on this one. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. This infectious love pours from us when we grow close to Him. Let me say that again. This infectious love pours from us when we grow closer to him don't fake it till you make it experience God's love in a true relationship with him seek him let his let his word change your heart let it let it guide who you are in this life. It changes our marriages. It changes all of our relationships. As we die to ourselves and we seek Him first, it makes us better husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and friends and children and co-workers. And all the things. His love culminated in the sacrifice of His very one and only Son, sent to die for us on a cross that we might know Him, have a relationship with Him. Can you imagine for God what it is like when one of us recognizes our sin, realizes our need for a Savior, and turns to Jesus? What an unbelievable moment that must be for Him as a father, to receive us as sons and daughters into the family of God. That is available for all who believe. And if you have never believed in that, I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus today. God the Father sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for the death that we deserve that we might have everlasting life, be forgiven of our sins, be a part of the family of God, and be given new life with a purpose in this world. That's for you. No matter how bad your life has been in the past, no matter how far you have run away, strayed away, gone away from the Lord, turned your back on Him countless times, you know what? He still loves you. He still cares about you. He still loves you because God Himself is the definition of love let's pray God thank you your truth is absolutely amazing and it astounds us Lord as we try to understand it God I pray that you would continue to do something special in our hearts That we would believe in You. That we would trust in You. Not only to be our Savior, but to guide our way in how we love in this world. Lord, You, You alone can do that for us. And Father, we pray that You would. God, help us to love one another. Work in us the love that comes from You do in us what we can't do for ourselves Lord not just in saving us but helping us to love people as you have called us to love people God I pray that this church would be a light on the hill as a place and a people who love people no matter what they've been through no matter what they've done God I pray that it would glorify you not us God thank you For your son Jesus, God, for anyone that's struggling to believe today, God, I pray that you would speak to their heart. God, help them to believe today. We ask this in your son's precious name.